DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, it's now down to 35 days until the 2017 NFL Draft will take place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, CBS Sports and DallasCowboys.com. David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. Kent Garrison, executive producer. I want to welcome everybody to the draft. How about that? How about that? <laughs> 35 days, boys. This one seems like it's sneaking up even faster than usual to me. I'd agree, yeah. Just a random assessment on my part. And we've been through a lot, but we still have a lot, a lot, a way to go. We still yeah, have a few pro days uh, today. A few important yeah. pro days. Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. I was going to get into uh, on this show. Before, I sorry before you do that. I was just. I think I got so used to last year. Really, like we already, we already because the fourth overall pick. We already had it all narrowed down last year because it yeah. was the fourth pick. You really only had to worry about eight guys, less than that, like yeah. five guys. Yeah, and now. It's I got nothing. I got no clue. I got, got no nothing. clue. I got nothing. It's thirty-five days. We'll figure it out. We'll get. We're. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna have <laughs> we'll wake up one day and we'll be talking about. By by the way, we've had some meetings just to let folks know real quick. We've had a bunch of meetings, and it's gonna be wall-to-wall coverage. Just get ready, like we like we've done in the past. Jeff Cavanaugh and Kevin Turner will join us as well. We're gonna be doing some uh, simulcasting with one hundred five three, the fan, our radio partner, official uh, radio partner of the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll be doing that. We'll all be there'll be all kinds of ways that you can grab us for the draft. But we're, we're going to cover all the picks. Dane will tell you something about Mister Irrelevant. I guarantee you, we'll have a scouting report on Mister Irrelevant. That's okay. what I look forward to every year. Um, the show today is going to be we're going to talk about pro days a little bit. Had another injury in pro days. You know, I'm getting a little tired of the injured, the top players getting injured now. These pro days. Never seemed like that ever happened when I was in scouting. Right. Never seemed like, you know, you went and worked guys out. You know, we had guys work out the combine. But you know what we have now that we didn't have back then? The individual workouts. Teams going back in and working guys out. That's turning into something different now. It's hard to get a gauge of who really likes who unless you figure out. Unless the, and that's the great thing about Twitter, though. These, these, you know, these players will talk, yeah, I've got to, got to meet with the Cowboys. Got to meet with, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's something good. But it's unfortunate. We did have another injury in the pro days. And uh, Fabian Moreau. UCLA corner. Yeah. Your pet cat. My pet cat. Yeah. A guy who I had in my first round mock last week. Uh, it's especially the bench press. Like, yeah. come on. And he didn't bench at the combine. Because of the uh, peck. Yeah. Just a little, little strain. Right. Uh, his left shoulder, left peck. But he does it at, the con- or at, the, at his pro day and ends up just furthering that injury hopefully we don't know the severity of it yet uh, you know is it something that hopefully oh, strain he, yeah hopefully he can avoid surgery this right. not a tear it's not something that is too extensive but you know hopefully we find find out more details here in the next few weeks so it doesn't hurt his draft status and team to understand what's going on with the injury need to figure out though david that uh with this injury he he was you know, it was something that they identified at the combine. He he went through the workout, but I wonder if he'll be at the recheck. Right. You know, that's something. And, and what's what's unfortunate, though, if you're a Cowboy fan, is the fact that now cornerbacks are getting hurt 
and yeah. cornerbacks that are in your range. Two of two of your two of the guys that you thought you they know, were both on the short list of guys that you yeah. thought were a real possibility. And they well, maybe not Sidney Jones, but I would say Moreau is probably. He'll, yeah. just, he'll just be a cowboy in the third round now. Sure. 92. All right, well, let's talk about that a little bit, though, too. Can Dallas afford to take injured defensive players? Oh. In the third round, I think you can. I think you can You can do that. Um, it's not ideal by any means. but you players, Dane. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the guys walking out of this building? I'm not talking the first round. I'm not talking the second round. But if you're really relying on a late third-round pick to come in and boost your team, you got bigger problems. Anthony Brown? Oh yeah, that, but you're not relying on that, that right? Was, yeah, exactly. That's okay. But so, I'm saying you need guys that can play. Using that reasoning, let's just wait the sixth round and we'll we'll get. No, I'm guy. just saying. How about guys that can play? Uh, right, I, and I think that Sidney Jones is a guy that you can stash, and you a year from now you'll be really happy you you pulled that trigger. There. I I think he's got a point that you're in trouble if you need your 92 overall pick to do something. If you need it, I, I'm, obviously I'm past I'm past the stashing of players now. For this team, I, I think it. I want to know after after going through Jalen Smith, I, and there's still uncertainty there. I I want to know more about Moreau's injury. Like Sidney Jones is another story. I know he said he thinks he'll play for the season. Don't I'm not count buying on that. that. No, right. but I think Moreau. I mean, he could potentially. That's not a. All right, how about just anybody? That doesn't derail his. Season. How about anybody? How about anybody that's injured? How about I, but? Each one's so individual. Ross. I already like uh, McKinley. McKinley. I don't want You already it. hate McKinley. I, I don't want it. Just get used to it now. McKinley's going to be a Dallas Cowboy in the late first round. Stop. Leave I, me I, alone. He's coming in here for a top 30 visit, and I tell you what, I've talked to him, like, what, three times now. He's one of the best. <laughs> little, that was a little news nugget right there by yeah, Dane Bruce. Go ahead. He's That's why he's on the, this show. He's one of the best salesmen in this class, he'll sell himself to this this staff. In terms Jerry of... Jerry fall in love with him, you think? Oh, yeah. I think so. Garrett, right if kind it, of guy, fall in love? There, if he's there. Uh, but coming off the injury, that it, you have to wonder how much that will factor into their decision. Me as a reporter, and I said this at the Combine, in terms of like me selfishly just wanting the most yeah. interesting, quote-worthy player, bring Tack McKinley Sound on. bites. And you shouldn't base your first-round pick based on the first three months of his career and how available he's going to be. Having said that, I just really want the first-round pick to be able to play right away. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I just made that argument, and you guys are telling me to stash players. No, I didn't well, say that. I, I, and third I I third round's that. different than the first. For, you know, I want guys who can play now. I, am I arguing that point? You, you're arguing for it right now. And yeah, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, and I, I kind of got the pushback from both of you. I don't Oh, uh, no, you don't worry about it, Brian. insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. yeah. Third round's different than the first round. First two, if you can get two guys in the first two rounds that are going to help your team right away, great. Uh, but in the third round, it's a little different. And with Sidney Jones' injury, it's we're talking about different injuries than Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, we weren't sure if he was going to play again, let alone you know just be ready for the next season. So with Tech might not play. I mean, he- no, I know I, absolutely, and that's why I, I wasn't a fan of the Jalen Smith pick then, and I, I'm still not. I still don't like it, but. With uh, with tack, it's a four to six month injury. The shoulder, the labrum surgery. Uh, you know, he had it. You just say, you know, beginning of March. So it puts him in line to be back right around when the season starts. And you know, how much training camp did Zeke really have? You know, I mean, he he's a running back. A lot easier for running back. Well, right, that's a, a different transition. There's, right, a, yeah. there's a better comparison on the same team. Malik Collins broke his foot in early June. 
missed all of training camp. There you and go. I specifically remember completely writing him off. I was like, he's a rookie. He's a third round pick. There's no way he'll get acclimated in time. Second on the team in sacks. So and so by October one, you might be feeling pretty good if McKinley's on this team. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate it. He's a good player. He's a great quote. It does not. It's not an injury that should limit him long term. But I would be much more intrigued by a player who I knew was ready to go. Change gears here. Connecticut boy. He continues hmm. to go up the charts. Ob. Ob. Melafawu. Yesterday. 409 on the 20 shuttle. 1069 on the 60 shuttle. That's ridiculous. 705 on the three cone drill. Mm, that's average. But yeah, he's those... a good football player. Thanks, coach. Is he? See, that's what I want to what talk about. Dane, when what's... when did the number I thought did... they did some good things. Kent, you're killing me now. Too many drops, Kent. Calm yeah, down. Calm down. It's draft show. This isn't talking cowboys. <laughs> Too many too many the thing about him is when does the tape when does the tape not show the player i mean i mean is the tape i guess what i'm trying to say is the tape there is not everything that i just said not a 4440 not all those no. things team's going to get fooled by this guy is he going to go a lot earlier because there's of, no question of, about of that. size yes. and and the history does not smile we've talked about that a bunch on this show, that, that that history does not smile on the tall safety. No, I, there are examples of it working out, but for the most part, you're right. It, if the draft was held December 31st, OB probably goes mid ninety, mid to late third round. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly where the tape shows. Right. Him. So now that he's going to be, or now after the combine, the pro day, he's got a bunch of uh, private workouts set up he has a good chance of going in the first round because of the athlete that he is and the way he tested. And I get it, but his flaws on tape, I'm not sure are as correctable as that would make you, it would lead you to believe because his issues to me are just his mental trigger, his mental process. He takes him a, a tick, a half tick to really process everything that's happening and then react. Yeah, I agree. And by that time he's either out of position to make a play uh, or he misses it. So, I, I like the player. I think he's a third-round player. Um, I, I He tested really well, but I don't think the flaws that he showed on tape are easily correctable, even though he's an elite athlete. Let me ask you this, and it's hard to answer, but every year there are guys that get overvalued, and then we in the media, maybe not so much you, you're, you're more plugged in than most, but we're kind of surprised to see them go where they should have gone all along probably. And is that the case with a guy like this? I mean... We we're, think we we're think he's, everybody thinks he's going to be a first round player. And he actually yeah. goes in the third. That's, we're talking about. OB. I don't know if he goes in the third. We're talking about Obi as a twenty five to thirty two type guy, and maybe he's a second round pick at least. Which maybe that's still overvalued, but not sure. as crazy overvalued as he seems right now. I think that's possible. Yeah, uh, we, you know, I think he's with what he did at the combine and the pro day. I think he cemented himself somewhere in the top fifty, and so now it's just a. You know, where does he belong in that top 50? Can he sneak into that first round? Absolutely, it's possible. But if he fell to the early second, it shouldn't be too surprising, especially because, again, his tape is third-round worthy. And you agree with that, right, Brian? Absolutely. That's, I, what's, See, that's the thing. A, a lot of fans out there are asking me about him at 28. Yeah. I wouldn't pick him at 28 uh, just because I trust that tape. You have to. 
the name of the, that's the name of your other podcast, correct? Yeah, that, that's a heck of a name for a podcast. Yeah, it is. You don't. I'm not. I'm not fooled by the. I don't, yeah, I don't like it. I don't See, like that's it. where I, that's where I, I'm a little concerned. Is there any other players in this draft that the tape is not as good as the numbers? Hmm. Definitely. I mean, I, I want to. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious if uh, I'm curious if some guys that tested really, really well. I, mean, yeah. I felt like Ross, te- you know, ran really well. Yeah. But he's a first. He's got first round talent. We expected that, right? Um, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey tested really well, but again, we I think we expected that. Uh, I think you see that on tape. He's an outstanding athlete. Um, who else? Uh, Humphrey. Are people talking about Humphrey, the corner from Alabama, as a first round type talent now maybe we're down where dallas is picking i've in that 26 to 32 range i'm glad you bring him up because i feel like when the draft process started he was maybe not mentioned in the same breath as Lattimore, but he was a guy that it really Mm. didn't seem like dallas had a shot at him and now it seems like he's being pushed down the board so i've always who Lattimore? no 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 Humphrey. humphrey humphrey i've always felt like humphrey was a second round player on tape i remember seeing him up in the 12, 15, 16, 17 range. Yeah, I've always had him in as a like a possible top 20, top 25 guy. I didn't I never thought he'd be a consideration for the Cowboys because I didn't think he'd be there. Um because but do you I think, think he will be now? No. I, I when you're built that way, when you have that length at the corner position, you have that speed, I think his issues on tape are correctable. He's only a redshirt sophomore. I think he's going to get better. Uh, where that's the difference between him and Melifonu, where I'm not confident Melifonu is going to fix his issues. But with Humphrey, I do think he'll get better with his issues. I think he's a top 20 to 25 corner in this draft, and I think that's where he will end up going. Him or White from LSU? Humphrey. I, for, with my corners, it's Lattimore and Humphrey. Humphrey's my number two. What's the situation with Tabor now? There's a guy, a poor workout. Yeah. But the tape is better than the workout. Agree. And there's See, that, now he's the other way. Right. Same thing with like Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, Runner another four, one. Six, who he yeah. might be the best route runner in this draft uh, with the way he can create his own separation, right. leverage uh, routes. But with the 4-6, if you're a 4-6 athlete, you're coming from the FCS level. Some teams, that'll, that's obviously a turnoff. With Tabor... The four six, you just never want to see that for uh, or a, you know. Gosh, I hope they get him faster at Florida. Yeah, and he he wants. If I like him, I'm timing him at 38 yards. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm telling my scout, hey, why are you get trying him to fudge the numbers? I don't know. I want the player. Why do you want the player? I like the, the player. That's the, great, like the, that's the great thing about you know, like a Mike Williams. If you liked him, he ran a four five three. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you don't like him, oh four five oh, Dave, nine. I'm having fun with you. I know. I know. You know, but me, I, I, I we make excuses for the guys we like. Oh, we always do. Tabor's tough. He is. But he makes plays. He does make plays, but it, it in the NFL it's just different. You know, you have to have that speed and You're killing him now. I'm no, I'm not I'm not killing him. I'm concerned, which I think is fair. When you go out and you and it's it wasn't just a forty. I mean he, he, all of his drills were terrible. You could say that about Cook, the running back from Florida State. Yes. Uh, that I I am more willing to trust the tape there. Than with Tabor because of what you see Tabor do because he's not. I've seen Cook make people miss. I'm not worried about his explosion, his burst. With Tabor, I see a guy who is very instinctive and he he has a very good feel for the position. So he understands how to put himself in position and make plays on the ball. But if he makes a false step, 
he's not going to be a guy that routinely recovers. In the NFL corners, you're going to make false steps against NFL wide receivers just that, at that level of competition. And so with Tabor, it just worries me a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not killing him to the, you know, I'm dropping him off my board, but I do think there is a level of concern there with Tabor. And also factor in, he did not interview well. I've heard from several teams that told me he did not interview well. Again, we've talked about his brash, cocky attitude. He'd be there at 60. No. Yeah, and I think that would be a little surprising if he fell that far. But I do think it's possible he's somewhere uh, he in that. murdered him. No, I, there's concern. But with especially with Sidney Jones going down. Oh, yeah. We're gonna questions need, with we're, Moreau. Yeah, we're going to need some corners to play here. Right, so I think. Here, I'm talking about in the league. Yeah, Tabor, I think he's squarely in the top 50 somewhere. But I don't think it should surprise anyone if he falls out of the first round. More concerned about his speed and quickness or ability or Mike Williams at Clemson. Uh, I always worry more about a DB's quickness yeah. and speed. Like, I mean, you don't have slow, not quick receivers to make a living. That old Miss guy that we love so much all is right. doing well, isn't he? Hey, that, uh, I bring it up all the time. Oh, no, we were wrong about him right sure. now. Okay, Initially, we're wrong about him. Des Bryant is not a burner. He's not, like, the quickest dude. Jarvis Landry, I say it all the time, he ran a 4-7 at the Combine. Like, sure. I, you can get by with less than elite speed right. at receiver. DB, I don't know. Yeah, I'd agree. And it, with Mike Richard Williams, Sherman run well. I don't have his number off the top. Four five, yeah. five, four five eight out of yeah. Stanford. I mean, it's that wasn't wasn't really fast. No, well, it's guy with the link. It's hard to run that fast when you're six three, two hundred pounds. I mean, like that that top like top end corner speed. And it depends on on how you're used with Sherman. The way he's used in that scheme, it doesn't have to be a burner. And if Mike Williams, if he's used the way you know to his strengths then he won't have to be a 4-3 athlete to be productive. We don't have to close the book completely on Laquan Treadwell. No, we no. won't. It's, it's all that, mental. That, that'll be the albatross you wear. Oh, my God. That will be your Joey Harrington. If he doesn't get it together, it's, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, we're all guilty. Other pro days uh, rolling out. We've had, we talked about UConn, UCLA, North Carolina, Trubisky. And they, they, they make a big deal. No GMs, no coaches show up. Okay, watch how many people go through there and have private yeah. workouts for him. Right. They'll figure that out. The quarterback pro day has become the most overrated thing in the draft process. Yeah. It's just it, – t- teams just don't care as much. because I mean, if it's an opportunity to see him throw, great. You know, you can never – any opportunity to see him is great. But it's a scripted workout. Yeah. Uh, it's on their own home field, to their rece- own receivers – if, if you told me these quarterbacks are going to be blindfolded, okay, then I'll go watch. Because then that might be a little more interesting. But with, you know, all, all the perfect conditions, you're sleeping in your own bed the night before, it's just you should be perfect, and most of these guys are. Can you, I bring, can so I, you just gave Kinzer no no hope at Notre Dame today. Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Kaiser. God, I said Kaiser. I love I, correcting you on that. What would you say? I Ken. said Kinzer. And I was, you know, I was thinking of the dirt track guy that's coming out here April 8th at the Texas Motor Speed. Can Steve I, Kinzer. Can I interject Kaiser, quickly? Kaiser. Notre Dame. You have. Go ahead. Breaking news. Well, not really breaking news, but pertinent to our interests. Ian Rappaport is saying Fabian Moreau underwent a successful surgery on his torn pec, and hmm. they expect <laughs> they expect him at full strength by training camp. Do with that what you will. Torn pec. Torn pec. I'm losing my corners. But that's what I'm saying, though, is a torn pec. To, I, I believe that he could be ready, maybe not for day one of training camp, but by the time the season's ready to roll around, whereas with Sidney Jones – I think he's crazy if he thinks he's going to be ready for the start of the season. I can at least talk myself into Fabian Moreau being ready. Torn Peck, how did that hit you? That's tough. I thought it was a strain. I mean, you listen to, you listen to Jim Moore talk, oh, strain. I think I would still take him. It's an upper body injury. It's not 
his legs. But you wouldn't take Tack. No, because Tack's not going to be ready for the start of the season. I w- uh, uh, they sound like similar. This is a very UCLA-heavy show today. Yeah. That's a good point. Very, good players, though. Yeah, no, I, I think they're both in play at 28. So want to kick McDermott in there, too. Go ahead. Get him as a priority free agent? Oh, God. Ryan's like third round. I had a third round grade on him, Dane. Did you really put him as a priority for Andrew McDermott? I got like the sixth, I think. I don't think he's, he's just. You're brutal. He's got light feet, but he's going to get eaten up in the NFL. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway. We'll see. Uh, real quick. Okay, other pro days uh, going off. Stanford, you talked about Ohio State's pro day as well. And uh, Mizzou's having their Mizzou's, too. Mizzou's having their and pro Charles day. So I wrote that down. Yeah. With hey, the, if you're a, a prospect, if you're Christian McCaffrey, are you going like seventy five percent speed, making sure you don't strain it? I'm not I working mean, out. Yeah, I'm just showing up. I'm showing up with my real pretty Stanford sweats. And yeah. if you want to meet yeah. and talk to me, have at it. He'll bring his harmonica. He'll yeah, play a few yeah, tunes play, yeah. For you. Uh, piano bring, man, whatever you want yeah. to do. Yeah, my, my iPad. I'll just hand you my tape. Yeah. Here's well, and this is a player that remember skipped the bowl game for exactly. Yeah, the I don't. I, you know what? At know. this point in time, watching him fall like this, no. Those not with thirty five days left. Those yeah. decisions look more, no. more justified as the no weeks. And McCaffrey killed the combine. Yeah. There is nothing that he can show you at his pro day that would make you like him anymore. Right. Uh, so he has, I think, zero to gain. Uh, yeah. If I'm McCaffrey, I'm not working out. I agree. Okay. Well, uh, when we come back, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do a little Twitter on the twenties. So stay tuned. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebration, yes! increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase, just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. I went to my first Cowboy football game at the Cotton Bowl when I was 10 years old. I've been a Cowboy fan ever since in the Super Bowl years and the not-so-good ones. Teamwork is what makes winners. At the law office of Domingo Garcia, we play as a team to win your case. If you have been hurt in a car or truck accident, injured on the job, call the law office of Domingo Garcia and join our winning team. With offices in Dallas, Houston, Austin, Odessa, and Tyler, we can help you in Texas. Call 214-941-8300. 214-941-8300. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producer. Uh, I'm going to get into one of my favorite parts of uh, the show. I love the interaction that we get to have with 
uh, our fans out there. Love the opportunity to answer your questions. It is called Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Thank you very much, Kent Garrison. David Hellman, it is your show. All right. I love good segues. So Ryan had a good question for our previous topic. He's saying at 28, he gave us a list of injured players. He said Fabian Moreau, Tack McKinley. He said John Ross, but I wonder if he meant Sidney Jones. So I'm just going to say both. But either way. Let's say those four players, in terms of value and how you feel about their injury problems, who do you like mm-hmm. the most? Like John Ross is is healthy now, but he has injury concerns lingering. He has an injury history. Around well, he, and he just had surgery on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, each one of them, you could poke holes, medical holes. So, I, I mean, do you just go with the best player on your board at that point? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who 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 is not... <laughs> I can't. I, I need players. I, I keep arguing that. I, I I keep wanting guys. I need guys to play. I don't, to me, Ross is the best player of that group. Ross but, would be the best player of that group. But yes. with bringing back, to, I can't draft know. a receiver twenty-eight with Terrence Williams back. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure that you can because you have your top three receivers, and so you know where is this guy going to play? Um, and he's got injury issues. Mm-hmm. That's no. fair. Um, but he is an explosive player. Yeah, he's one of the most explosive players. You know, four wide receiver sets. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not married. I'm not. I mean, I know it says four years on Terrence Williams, but if Ross gives me an explosive player, I'm I'm putting him ahead of Terrence Williams. So Terrence Williams is going to sit on the bench. Oh, he'd be your third. Or, I mean, you could sub sub him in. Nine million to your number four receiver. I I mean. I, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out a way. I am not married. I'm I, not married to the guy. I know, and you shouldn't be. And it's if really, I could get a more explosive player on the field that could stretch the field to help Des Bryant. Terrence, I've seen what Terrence would do. I I love Terrence. I have I have you know Terrence's. Deal I love the player. Really, I love the fact he blocks. I love all that about him. But I'm not sit there and saying I'm going to sacrifice an ex, one of the most explosive players in the draft. I. I mean, I get what you're saying, but the offense is it's fine. It's so it's ready to go today. I don't I can't ignore a position of need and a player of similar value just be I mean, you know, I know okay, like, no, I'm, fine. I'm just trying forward. to I, I was trying that, to answer but. his question about what would I do with Sid with uh, what would I do with Ross? That's I'd play him. That's not I just don't think that's great roster management. Okay, well then eliminate him. You're not going to have Sidney Jones. I would draft. I would draft Moreau because it's the most pressing need on the roster, and it's an injury that he should be able to bounce back from relatively quickly. More worried if you're the Cowboys about your corner play or defensive end. Uh, probably corner, just because of uh, of who's playing. Yeah, I mean, just the, the bodies and the not the depth chart. I'm not trying to tell you that the defensive ends on this roster are, are all pros, but you could play a game with them, right? And I don't right now. I worry about getting through games with the cornerbacks on hand because there's really only three, right? And I think with those names, though, I think I'd go Tack McKinley. Um, I think I'd go with the player who is top on my board and. Uh, whether or not he's ready for the season opener, I think I feel pretty good that he's on my team starting in October. So, I had the right ends of the guys I think are right ends. I know you hate when we talk about left and right ends. I do, but it's okay. Garrett was my first right end. McKinley was my second right end. There you go. Cornerbacks, Lattimore, Jones, mm-hmm. Moreau. Those were my three. That... But so, so that's what I'm saying. McKinley, Moreau on your overall board. 
I would have to go with McKinley over Moreau. Okay. I, I would. I don't hate that. Like, I mean, I know I kill McKinley. And, and it, but, but they're both first-round players. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. I, but I understand what you're saying about the corner thing. I wonder if how they will stack their board. They need both. But again, remember how deep this corner class is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you feel good about pick 60, getting a corner there, even in the third round, you know, I, I think that there, there's some comfort level there knowing that you, you can get a corner later on. Are you comfortable taking Monroe at 28 if you're the Cowboys? Uh, as long as the this recent news about his uh, torn pec and the surgery, as long as you know the doctors sign off on it and say, listen, at some point during training camp, he will rejoin the team and be 100%, then yes, I'm comfortable with that. Agreed. McKinley? Yeah, I'm... I, you're totally okay. I didn't ask you about McKinley because I think you're okay with McKinley. I am. I, it's... it's uh, and then listen, he's not a perfect player on the field either. He we're talking twenty eight, right? No, I know. I'm I'm saying like I mean, I mean, if we're picking at four, we're not talking about any of these cats. Yeah, right. Uh, Tack McKinley he had he had the four five nine forty yard dash, great ten yard split. Sure, his three cone was terrible. Uh, you know, that was surprising, right? Yeah, we and talked about it, that. shuttles weren't great, and so this is a player who is still relatively raw as a pass rusher. I mean, he his motor. Bowles did a nice job. I went back and watched Bowles play yeah. against him. Bowles did a nice job. The Utah tackle. Yeah, he he got him frustrated. He did. Uh McKinley is he's extremely relentless. Uh the motor is lit, but besides. Yeah, he does have some uh, you know, he's not a perfect player either. So there are some questions there, but that's why I think he could be available for you at 28. And at 28, I think uh, that's the good value at that point. I I I agree. And I wouldn't have a problem taking either one of those guys. I just listed, yeah. you know, Garrett McKinley. You know, I, I I see him in the same kind of ahead of Lawson. You yeah. know, I mean, and I like Lawson. I, I and I, in my mind, when we started this journey, I'm thinking Lawson's our guy at 28 because I'm not thinking McKinley's going to be there, and I'm now, not, not thinking. So much. Now I'm thinking there's going to be a quality player there at 28. Agree. And at a and at, at a position they need. I, yeah. I really think it's going to be a pass rusher or a corner. I just have this feeling. Safety? Maybe I'll may, throw that in there. Actually, okay. I love good segues. Thank you, Brian. I know, like, I don't want to talk about this. Radio professional. I feel like we need to talk about this because I hear about this guy more than anybody else. And I don't need y'all to tell me that you think he can play running back. Mm. We don't need to go there. But Cowboy fans want to know about Jabril Peppers. Is there a case for him at 28 to do something on this team? Yes. What do you think about him? Et cetera, et cetera. If you're a Cowboy fan, here's your wild card. Get ready for this one. Greg Jackson is now on the staff. Greg Jackson was Great with point. Greg Jackson was with him at Michigan. Greg Jackson will be able to tell them, the scouts, everything that he can and cannot do. Maybe all the things you don't see on film. But my old teammate from LSU is a safeties coach here. And trust me, I'm going to saddle up to him when I see him in this cafeteria and ask him. Because you got to figure this out. I think the guy can play running back. Dane thinks he can play strong safety. He's a hell of a football player. No doubt about that. But what do you do? I mean, it's, it's the argument he just made for Ross. What do you do? Where do you play him? How do you work him? What, what are all the things you could do with this? Let me throw this at you, and I use this as an example for Buda Baker, and I think it makes a lot of sense given the— I would rather have Buda Baker. Fair enough. And I think, yeah, I think both of y'all have said that before. But you think about Byron Jones. He did not have a clearly defined role when he was drafted by this team right away. Would you be willing to spend the 28th pick on a guy like Jabril Peppers 
keep Jeff Heath as your starting strong safety and just let him be a free range, whatever guy. And I mean, any role dime back, nickel back, whatever it is he can do. I mean, you're basically drafting a role player in the first round. Is that feasible? Yeah. I, I at 28, I'm willing to roll the dice there for Jabril peppers. Um, I, his struggles in coverage, you know, we've talked about. Uh, That's so well said. I mean, he's an elite athlete. He really is. He is. But that doesn't always translate to understanding what it takes to be an elite cover guy. And, you know, watching him on tape, I mean, tight ends were able to gain separation from him. I mean, it's just, it, it, he's not, he needs a lot of work and coverage, and I think he'll get there. And I talked about this before, but how, you know, stretched out he was at Michigan because he was on offense there was uh, not just like five plays for him on offense he had to know the entire playbook right uh especially once their starting quarterback went down his role grew a little bit uh on special teams so he was in all these meetings during the week and I don't think he fully had the chance and he was he was a corner when he uh, first uh, arrived at Michigan played a lot linebacker played nickel he wasn't allowed to focus on one set of responsibilities and you know do those things and develop at that one position. Once he gets to the NFL, that's why I'm almost kind of against him being that free range guy. I want to give him one set of responsibilities, let him do one thing, and he'll get better in coverage. He we know what he can do as an athlete. Just let him run. Uh, I think as a strong safety at 28, he should be in the conversation. Quick, okay, quickly, y'all expect him to be there at 28? No. I think I'll go earlier. Brian? With the way the – yeah, I think somebody will figure out what they want to – I think someone will have, like Dane says. I think, he, again, he said it very well. Someone will come with a plan. Okay. I don't think he'll be there. Michael wants to know uh, – we talk, touched on – I'll this. tell you why. It's going to sound really stupid real, real quick. Somebody will like some, – some general manager has an ego that when you take a guy like that, you, you look smart. Yeah. You know. You're the you're the smartest guy in the room. I've, I know a lot of these general managers, and some will say everybody wants that first pick to be the one that like everybody's buzzing about. Yeah, that 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 stops down draft night when that one happens. Yeah. Well, remember Keon O'Neill went top twenty last right. year, and he, Keon O'Neill has his, his coverage issues. You yeah. Know, he was more of a strong safety, a, a bully, a, a right? Oh, he's a, but yeah, right. Physical, it, tough guy. Yeah. So uh, you know, Peppers is a much better athlete. Uh, right. Not probably not as polished or proven as Keanu Neal was, but for those same reasons, Jabril Peppers, I think, will end up somewhere top 25. Yeah. But some, I'm just saying, it's, it sounds crazy, but some, some general manager, yeah, hey, let's, let's look smart. Yeah. We'll be the smart guys here. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like, I mean, instead of, instead of evaluating him as, what are you going to do with him? But if you draft this guy, you better have a plan. You better have a plan at what you want to do with him. For his sake, I hope they do. Yep. Michael wants to know, uh, and when you touched on this with McKinley, I'll throw Charles Harris out there as a guy that didn't impress much with his workouts. Uh, does that? How much does that concern you? And I mean, and you trust the tape, all that, but with these guys that are kind of in that range, how much does you know that the poor testing or lack of elite athleticism? How much does that bother you compared to their resume on tape? I mean, it has to to a, a certain extent. You know, it's not going to. Drop them down your board. It's not going to, uh, but at some point, I mean, you have to look at it and say, okay, let's watch the tape and figure out, okay, is he tight in his hips? Uh, yeah. What's his ankle flexion like? Can he really, you know, shave the corner with uh, the flexibility that you want? And 
as long as the tape tells you what you need to see, I think you're okay, more so than the numbers. But ideally, you want the numbers to match up. And for some of these guys, just that wasn't the case. Yeah, it, it, he, he looked like a different player working out than the one you see on tape. And I'm just reading the numbers right now from the combine. Uh, and these are the actual the, the numbers from the floor, from the actual timing at the, you know, 479, 480, second one, 487, 481. Aren't you, aren't you kind of boxed into that, though, when you're picking 28th? I mean, I'm not expecting physical freaks to be there at 28, at least not the upper echelon type guys. And we're talking about some pretty good players, though. Yeah. With McKinley and guys like that. You know, Moreau. Well, especially but yeah, I, position. I, I think this workout at Missouri is going to be really important for him today. Just, just to right have now. a better time. Yeah. Maybe a better 20 shuttle. Right. Because you do watch the tape. The tape is, you could see him bend. You could see him getting around the corner. You could see first step quickness. You know, that surprises me. Because then again, you talk about the kid from Kansas State. Jordan Willis. Jordan Willis. The Jordan Willis does, his, his three cone is like through the roof. Yeah. And you're saying, and then everybody's like, well, wait a minute, he didn't play that way. So sometimes you get fooled if do they train. But th- to me, the tape, the, the thing with Harris will be the tape. And I, I hope he has a better 40 today, and I hope he has a better three cone and a better 20 shuttle. What I think is working in Charles Harris's favor is during the positional workouts at the combine, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, you know, the 40, the agility testing, all that wasn't great, it was average. But during the positional drills, I, I thought he really he really looked good and, and helped himself in that regard. Yeah. I've got a really uh, awesome outside the box question from someone named I Need Money. So <laughs> Don't we all? So do I. Uh, we talk about the potential of a need at tackle. Yeah. Could Rico Gathers play tackle so that you don't have to worry about drafting one? Interesting because they used him on the scout team last year as a guy yeah. that could, that was a fill in tackle. But with the situation also, too, at tight end, do you worry about – do you say, well, Mal, we've kind of spent this year trying to develop him as a – Yeah. As a – Maybe uh, the last a, thing you want to do is give him a new duty. Yeah, why do I want to – why do I want yeah. to spend 365 more days trying to make him a tackle? Yeah. But it's – you know what? Great question, though. I Seriously, like – I mean, I, I – Trying I, to problem solve. I like Outside it. the box thinking. That's great. I Is there anybody you would like him in the – Better than in the fourth or fifth round. And we've talked about this tackle class not being great. As a tackle? As a tackle. I mean, if you were to project I... him as a tackle, would you like him better than, say, Banner? Sharp? I I don't, I can't. Davenport? I would not take him over anyone in this. In this. I wouldn't draft him as a tackle if he was. No, no, no. Okay. So but... if it, say, say we took him and put him in this draft class, I would not, I would not, I wouldn't draft him as a tackle. I've never seen him. Go through tackle drills. Does he have? Can he sustain the weight? You know, what's his contact balance? We've never seen him play tight end either. But we could. We saw the drills. You know, we saw him. Seen him in the preseason. Whatever. We saw him catch the ball during drills. Uh, This time last year, did we know about Rico Gathers? Oh no, we knew about him as a potential guy that was going to work out. Workouts. Yeah. I mean, we we saw him catch the ball. We saw him move around. We saw him run some routes. We could tell he was athletic. Uh, But playing tackle is more about technique. And I mean, size is great. Length is great. It's way more about the technical skill of the position. And if you don't have that, then you're going to get eaten up by the pass rushers in this league. And so this uh, Rico Gathers is not helping you this year. You could start right now and he's not going to help you this year at tackle. He's not. Probably fair. 
Good thought, though. No, I, I like I like when people think like that. Yeah. I mean, that because he has term? the size. Sure, maybe for if you're planning for 2018. Yeah, maybe. But you're planning for 2017. You've done. He's you, not going to help. You made this journey journey to be a tight end. Yeah, that's what your hope is. You hope he makes the team as on the 53 as a tight end. Okay, well, let's say that they uh, really like Adam Shaheen at pick 60, and that's the direction they go. Then all of a sudden, Shaheen's the, Shaheen, you've seen him play. Yeah, well, and then all of a sudden, Rico Gallers, let's bulk him up Taking a little Shaheen bit. Shaheen at 60? If he's there, I don't know if he'll be there. Dane finds a way to talk about Shaheen on every episode. No, and you know what, though? Another Shaheen's, guy, Cowboys, Shaheen's, are showing a lot they, of they showed interest, but also the show is the Chicago Bears, the Saints, the Steelers, Oakland, and Detroit. Yeah, that's why he might not be there at 60. There's a very possible scenario where he's gone and somewhere in the top 50. Watch his face light up on day two oh when that God. all happens. I told you. When that pick goes. Play that podcast again. Dane's going to go. You got one more question for us, Dave. Um, yeah, I got a, I got a senior bowl question from Mark. Cam Sutton and Rasul Douglas. Mm-hmm. One, I think, needs to play safety. That would be Sutton. Sutton, yeah. Because I watched him. You talk about watching somebody. I know I keep bringing this up about Sutton. He looked far more comfortable playing safety than he did playing corner. And, and he actually had to cover O.J. Howard. And, and he looked good doing it. Like, he was not intimidated having to take O.J. Howard and carry that size. I, 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 I think that there's several guys in this draft, King being the top of yeah. the corner right. that could be the safety guy. And if you're playing with these six defensive backs – and you got a guy that can play safety, play corner. The Cowboys cover. used four safeties a lot last year. A ton. Year. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. I'm not so much though on Douglas. I like Douglas at the Senior Bowl. Like I He was better at the Senior Bowl than he was on tape. There's another yeah. one of those guys. I don't know. I didn't see I'm not a big fan of either of those guys. I think there's Sudden. Yeah. See, I'm trying to find a spot for Sudden. I, I I'm not saying these guys are day are day, you know. I'm looking are, at my cornerback rankings. Neither are in my top 14. These are day 3 picks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and I'm Douglas might go even sooner than that with his, that size. Yeah, um, I have Sutton in the fifth, and I had Douglas in the fourth. Okay, so yeah, we're on the same page then. I, I just think they might go a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, I think there will be teams that like him more than we do. Okay, it only takes one. Only takes one. It does thanks to everybody out there for twenty on the twenty. When we come back, we're going to play. Tell me more. Stay tuned. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere Compact Tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebration, yes! increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase. Just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, Cowboy legends, cheerleaders, and me, Brian Broadus. Want to stay at the team hotel? With Star Sports Tours, you can. And our outstanding ticket selection is unmatched. You can trust 
the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit StarSportsTours.com to book your travel packages today. Ice Cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So, next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper to make your Cowboys party one of a kind. Dr. Pepper, a Dallas Cowboys tradition. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Brian, I forgot to bring my Tommy John underwear today. No, I like I like usually to wear for the draft show. Yeah, you usually it all about that Tommy John. I know, but even if I'm not wearing it, Tommy John underwear is in a league of its own. Mind blowing fabrics you can barely feel, and dev- designs fit for the modern man that eliminate bunching and wedgies. This is all true. I'm reading it off a piece of paper, but, but it's I, all true. I can attest to it. Uh, plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you very much, Tommy John, for your sponsorship. Dane Brugler, you've got the beast coming out into the month, right? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's uh, finishing up here, last few prospects, uh, right around 450 players in there. Um, I top 300 full profiles, uh, and then the next 100, 150 I've done, uh, kind of summaries on each, uh, more you know, the priority free agent pool. Uh, but that'll be ready here hopefully a week from tomorrow, next Friday. And they can get that. They go to your Twitter. Yeah, go on my Twitter. And I'll uh, tweet out the link. Uh, it's a PDF download. Uh, feedback has been yeah, awesome from everyone, so it's appreciate it. the best. It is. It is the, it's the best draft guide in the, in the market. We've got a draft guide, too. We're doing Star Magazine. Uh, we're putting together uh, our stuff as well. That should be out a couple weeks before the draft. We're working on that, getting it all squared away. So make sure you get – Dane Brugler's The Beast. Again, DP Brugler. Uh, you can follow along on that. He will uh, tweet the link out to where you can order that. And then Star Magazine will put some more information out about that as well. All right, David Hellman, tell me more. All right, we need to go rapid fire today because I feel like Twitter on the 20 went long. Yeah, that's okay. But as usual, the goal here, I, I'm trying to find us players that we either haven't even mentioned or at least haven't really discussed in detail. Okay. So with that in mind, guys – Tell me more about Middle Tennessee cornerback Jeremy Couture. Hmm, good name, uh, and glad you said his name correctly. Couture. Well, I, I'm a little biased. Couture. He was, he was supposed to be an LSU guy, so yeah, I, twice. I, yeah, I knew who he was before right. the draft cycle started. It's uh, a player who, yeah, like like David said, it's supposed to be an LSU guy uh, out of high school, and then after JUCO. Just didn't have the grades, couldn't qualify academically, uh, so he winds winds up at Middle Tennessee, and he's that tall, lean, speedy corner who uh, can move pretty well. The big question is weight. Uh, He was in the mid one sixties. Yeah, one hundred seventy pounds. Yeah, well, he was even lower than that at the pro day. I mean, he's very, very lean, but he's got kind of his backstory is just all over the place. Like even right now. And he's living on people's couches. Right. Uh, and so he doesn't have that nutrition program right now that's going to help him maintain that weight. Uh, surprised he wasn't at the combine. He's a draftable player, uh, you know, somewhere, I think, you know, fourth, fifth round. If a team invests in him, uh, gets that weight up, I think that they're going to have themselves a player, uh, a guy who can start in this league. Similar to Robinson, who the 49ers yeah. took, correct? That yeah, kind of lean guy. What it is, the LSU connection yeah. there. But, yeah, yeah I think that it, 
and yeah. players. You watched yeah. him on tape last night a little bit, and his he's got the ability to cover. There's no doubt about that. That length, the, the length, the, yeah. the tackling is a little, but you mm-hmm. know, but a lot of off coverage though. Mm-hmm. A lot of play, drop, 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 and the drive that kind of thing. But when he gets up on somebody, he can turn, he can mirror, he can go. Uh, I do like the player. I think you're absolutely right. Someone needs to to make the investment on him and, and try and put some weight on him. 170 pounds, though, be difficult. 6'1", 170, I think he, he's... Talking got, talking to his coach, I, I couldn't get his coach to say a negative word about it. He just yeah. raved. He said it's the best player he's ever coached. Yeah, wow. Good program, too, at Middle Tennessee. Yeah. They, and they had a, the top combine snub last year with Bayer. The safety yeah. went to Tennessee in, what, third or fourth round? So. Right. Fourth, fifth round? That's what we think. I, I would probably take him higher, but in terms of value, where he's going to end up, I think fourth, fifth round, yeah. Yep. I like it. All right. Th- this guy intrigues the hell out of me, and uh, so I want you to tell me more about Miami running back Joe Yearby. Mm. I, have you watched Yearby yet? Yeah, I did. Did you like him? Because I, I wasn't. A- I like his explosive. I like the quickness. I think I, he's a four four two guy. He's short. He's 5'8 yeah. he's and a half. But I like the explosiveness about the player. I don't know if he could finish, but I like his toughness. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he caught the ball well, and I thought the vision was really, really good. And I know he's a backup guy, and that's probably what he'll be in the league. He looks like a stockier Dunbar to me. He is. He's like a he's like a fire hydrant. He's like a little fire hydrant that kind of. That, but you watch him run, you do see some finish with him. You know, and I, I forgot who he was watching. He, it was a. Uh, it might have been Georgia Tech. Linebackers got him set up right in the—I mean, right in the, the the crosshairs. And it's it's left plant, boom, out of the gate to the right. Guy falls out of the way. And now he's up into the second level. So I like the explosiveness of the player, but I don't really know—is he going to be the every down guy? Probably not. But that's not what I'm looking for. No, he, but he—it's uh, funny. Him and Dalvin Cook, teammates, same backfield in yeah. high school. Talk oh. about you know trying yeah. to defend in that backfield. Uh, and it's funny because he was initially committed to Florida State, and then he switched to Miami. Then Dalvin Cook went from Clemson to Florida State. That was a whole big thing. With Yerby, see, I agree with everything you said except one thing, and that's the vision. Yeah, I didn't see the vision. Yeah, when you when I watched him on tape, it was he had vision, but it was tunnel vision, and yeah. he was missing open holes here, left, right. He just he he's very patient and he follows his blocks, but almost to a, a fault. Because he's following his blocks, even when there's an open hole developing over here, he just didn't sense it. And so, is there a place in the NFL possibly for a guy like that who is going to follow the play design and he does mm-hmm. have the toughness, he does have a little bit of burst to him? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But I do question the vision; it's just an instinctive feel. I don't see that. That's why, to me, he's more of a, a dime a dozen back. Uh, you know, yeah. a guy that sure he might be able to uh, you know make a depth chart and help you out a little bit. But I don't think he's any more special. His measurables might not help him if you're looking for a guy at, at, at the end of the draft where you're where you're just drafting traits. It sounds like Dane's talking about a priority free agent here. I have him graded as a priority free. Agent. I had him in the sixth round. That's what I want, though, that, and that's why he's intriguing to me. I'm going to have to show him some tape of him with the vision. This is a guy we actually have talked about, but not, <laughs> got some. not in a while. Okay. Uh, and it, it's fitting because Michigan has their pro day tomorrow. Tell me a little bit more about Chris Wormley. One of the highest floors, I think, of this draft. Uh, you just know who he is. He's not a great pass rusher, but he's, he's big, he's stocky. Uh, he's going to give you snaps inside and outside. Uh, he's over 300 pounds, Yeah, but I think he's more of a defensive end. But yeah. he's just not a pass rusher. He's, right. he's your base end who uh, is going to you know, 
hold the edge, uh, keep contain, and, and be a factor versus the run. He can also help you out, kick inside on on third down. You bring an extra pass rusher onto the field. So uh, whether it's a 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, I think he's a base end, a solid day two pick. Nothing wow or flashy about him, just a solid player. Yeah, the thing about him, and I think he's a 3-4 end. He reminds me very much of what those Oregon kids that we've watched the last couple Buckner of drafts. Armstead. Yeah, Buckner, Armstead, those guys that, that are better at playing as a 3-4 defensive end. I, I think the guy, I, 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 I like what Dane's saying about him. I thought he needed to get off blocks a little bit quicker and chase the ball. I thought he was a good awareness, though. Good player, like he could do some one gap stuff. Even though you think he could be a three, uh, a three four, a three four defensive end when you play two gap, but I, I just think you know if he plays as a four three player, he's going to have to play as a one technique because he doesn't have any pass rush ability. He really just doesn't. But he's just a good run player, mm-hmm. is what I feel like. Where can I get him? Not that he sounds like the Cowboys would want him, but hey. See, I, I kind of have a because I'm look, dealing with a four three team here. My team's a four-three team, so I kind of had a com. I have a, Got a bump I, I have a group of guys like Wise, the Jones kid from North Carolina, mm-hmm. Warmly. Those are my three-four defensive end guys. So that, I really don't have them right. in the mix with. And you can might even talk about Charlton, a little bit of that, maybe being a better three-four defensive end guy. I don't want to talk about Taco. I've got Warmly uh, as a two-three, so okay. a little higher than me. This is a this is a Dane Brugler special because I didn't even know that Bucknell had a football. Two three, program. no pass rush, huh? What? Two three and no pass rush? Well, it's what he is. He's a he's a base end who okay. is gonna give you a lot of snaps and give yeah. you some position versatility. You're hijacking my segment. Sorry. You're curious. at the senior bowl? I it's been three months since the senior bowl. Sure. It's not it's not a bad idea to revisit from time to time. Tell me more about Julian Davenport. The offensive tackle out of Bucknell. This isn't a great tackle class. We've talked about it. But uh, if there is one uh, developmental tackle that you feel. He is that. Yeah. You feel He's raw maybe, sushi. Yeah. But two to three years from now, you feel like you can grow into something. Um, I think that's Davenport. Uh, fourth round. You know, early day three somewhere is probably his landing spot. Uh, you know, obviously coming from the FCS level, uh, didn't face top competition. You no. saw it at the senior bowl, yeah. uh, just very, very raw, uh, just who he is. But he, with those natural skills, you know, former basketball player, uh, he is a long arm cat. He is. And he can move a little bit. He's and he not, can move a lot. I think. Yeah. He's not, uh, you know, uh, not the finisher that you want. But I, I think give him time. I think he can develop that technical skill, and hopefully you don't see him on the field this year for his sake. But if you you know draft him in the fourth round, maybe a sophomore year, uh, year two, year three, he can potentially give you meaningful snaps. Yeah, I, I saw a guy that to me I liked watching him play because I felt like him getting away from the line. He 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 had an understanding of how to play, but can he do everything like you said the technical aspect? You know, the kick, slide, the hands, feet working together. The length, is all that is great, like I said. He only did 18 reps, you know, with, with the oh. 225. Now, okay, Travis Frederick only did 21, I believe, when he came in the yeah, league. Cody Wade here last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So there's guys that, that it, it's about functional strength and about weight room strength. I don't think he has functional strength, and I don't think he has weight room strength because you do see him get compressed some. But, it, you know, someone's going to draft him. And they're gonna and they're gonna they're gonna train him and get him because the feet and the athletic ability for somebody that's like six seven, 
mm-hmm. is, and he's, I think he's 318 pounds. 300, right in that range. 318, yeah. 36 yeah. and a half inch yeah. arms. So that's what I'm saying. I think that there, there's a guy there, there's a guy that if you want to develop a guy, you know, maybe be your 53rd guy, this is your cat. This is a great room to develop a tackle in. Yeah. 80, 87 and a half inch wingspan. I can't remember who tweeted this, but someone tweeted that he can change both mirrors when he's in the car <laughs> with his <laughs> wingspan. Where, I, sorry, ridiculous. Where are we talking? I think fourth round. Yeah, I had him more than five, six range. I love myself. this. I yeah. love this. I don't yeah. want to spend a premium pick, but I would do that. You don't have a five, Dave, so ah, you need true. to get one of those. Real quick, uh, tell me more about Ohio linebacker Blair Brown. like the player. You like the player? Yeah, he's speedy. Uh, he's not big. He's a smaller yeah, guy. He's 5'11", maybe? Yeah, but he doesn't play like it. No. Remember Everybody watches year? that defensive end. Basham? Yeah. Oh, he's the, he, Basham's a Basham's player. a good player. But this Blair Brown, go ahead. Remember last year talking about a Mac linebacker who was undersized, Jatavis Brown from Akron. Akron. Yeah. Played well. Ended up going in the fifth round, and yeah, did play well for San Diego. He's not quite the athlete that Jatavis Brown is, but similar you know, type of mold where it's that Mac linebacker who's undersized, not getting the just due, but he's... He's a player. He he's gonna he's a magnet to the ball. Uh, the closing burst outstanding. A lot of range, and he's not afraid to hit you. Yeah, uh, he, he does not. He plays much bigger than he looks. This guy, you could see watching him play on tape. You could tell he loves to play football because he is always around the ball. I mean, he is he's physically. I said physically not the big biggest guy. He's short, like I say, five eleven four in that range. He's a sideline to sideline player, and he gets after. He could beat blockers to the ball. That's what I really liked about him. When you talk about the the awareness, you see the play, you go, get downhill, make the tackle, finish. I think that when you talk also about contact balance mm-hmm. is another thing. When he hits, he's not all out of whack. He's square. He tackles. Gets he wraps you. up. Yeah. yeah. Blair Brown. What Keep do you have? I put him in the fourth round. Yeah, so do I. I, I I like this player a lot, and I, and it's nice to know Mac. The Mac puts some good players in this oh, absolutely. league. Absolutely, hell yeah, these they are do. tough. They, you call it the bus league, I, the bus league because they drive everywhere to the games. They that's never why fly. They, they the NFL is from the Mac. This yeah. is this is what I'm looking for here. That's why I like this segment. Yeah, I'm looking for good players that I, I don't have to spend a premium pick on. I, I got and that's what you're telling me about right now. Yeah. Kit, before we get out here, is there one call available, or is that uh, do we mess that up? No callers right now. No callers. Okay. Nobody calls but, uh, in because you don't ever take calls, Brian. I know. I try. I try. But Kent does a great job, so he'll play the, the music, and we'll get out of here. I want to thank everybody for being a part of this. I want to thank Dane Brugler. I want to thank uh, David Hellman. I want to especially thank Kit Garrison for always keeping us on air. I want to thank De- uh, Derek Eagleton for his uh, leadership. Taylor Stern for always putting our stuff out. We'll be back next week. Uh, we will be back to in, uh, to investigate and educate. Appreciate you guys. Take care. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-